Welcome to Awakening, the podcast. A podcast hosted by a group of friends who interview various people about their faith, theology, and many other things. Buckle up for today's adventure in Awakening, the podcast. Um, welcome back to Awakening, the podcast. I am here with Olivia Worth and Bree Diaz. Um, we are going to be talking about women in the church, women in the Bible, that sort of subject, kind of just starting on um, how we all kind of got here. Um, I'm a student, and Liv was a student with me here at the Academy at Christ Place. Um, but now she's transitioned into a new position actually working for the church. So we're just going to kind of have them talk about their positions, kind of how they got here. We're going to start with their testimonies at first. So, Bree, do you want to start? Testimony? Or yes. when, like, how we got, like, here You can in start position. with testimony and then, Ooh. like, you know, kind of getting <laughs> to this point. Yeah. Um, so I was a mess. Um, I, okay, so before Christ Place, I married three kids, um, and I had a really bad, um, prescription pill problem. So opiates and, um, narcotics and all this stuff. Um, I really had hit like a rock bottom, um, and kind of like spiraled out of control. And then it was, um, I think... 2012 and I asked um, my cousin Brandy um, if she wanted to go to church it was we were at like a New Year's party and I'm like do you want to go and she's like okay we can go Mm -hmm. like the Sunday like the next Sunday Mm -hmm. so I had like drove by here um, and kind of just felt like pulled but I didn't know what that meant so she her plan was to like get us in here and kind of settled and then um, I stayed she's actually she stayed as well um but it was really like my kind of um life support so when I came on or when I came here Edwin I mean he came but he was um he just thought I was kind of going through a phase and the kids loved it because they were little and they loved kids um so I really clung to any um spot that I could kind of volunteer and just be fed. So I came to every single service and I think at the time there was four. So like mm-hmm. eight, eight or 8.30 a.m. And th- so three services on Sunday and then one in the evening. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I need to just like be here because it only feels safe here. Mm-hmm. So I served for a really long time and then got involved. Um, well, I served, I did greeting and then got involved in youth. Um, and then for that first year of youth really felt like, um, the Lord was just doing a work in me. So everything that like Bruce was, um, preaching about, I just like sobbed every time and really didn't invest or kind of pursue students. I was, I would have conversations, but there wasn't this like, um, connection, connection. Cause I really feel like the Lord was, um, working in me during that year. And then the following year, it really picked up. But during that time, it was, um, Edwin was on the struggle bus of, like, being here and not knowing. And um, he had, you know, he was still selling. So, drugs, that is. Um, He was, his lifestyle, he just didn't know how to stop. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when he finally, like, he ended up um, giving his life to the Lord and... Um, was spontane- spontaneously baptized at Summer Splash. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of 
the shift, it didn't obviously all stop. Like he sold for like six months after because it was just all he knew. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, yeah, I literally told, um, one of my friends that, um, Anessa, I was like, I'll do anything. I just want to work and be at CP. It's, I just felt like it was my lifeline. Like I wanted Jesus to be my lifeline, but I felt like I was doing what I could at home. I just really, here was like my safety net. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I told her I'll even scrub toilets and I kid you not, I got a job scrubbing toilets. So for two years, I think I worked, um, and I was, I cleaned here, um, and Chrissy was my boss and she didn't want anything to do with me at first. Um, I had, well, I had Jimmy as my boss and then she was over him. And then I, um, I got closer to her and she kind of just let me be a mess. Um, and then through that I started, um, helping Pastor Danette out in what, um, is now Academy, but used to be CPLC. So I was, um, mentoring girls and so I was doing that and then slowly I ultimately wanted to be on staff mm -hmm. um and then wanted to be um the youth assistant like I I knew like I was mm -hmm. like gunning for it yep. but I didn't know how that was going to happen mm -hmm. and so I um I ended up working also with um Pastor Ashley in missions so I was doing that um volunteer wise and then CPLC volunteer but then working job-wise cleaning um, and trying to be humble in that because it was really hard to like mm -hmm. work in the office and then clean a toilet. You just mm -hmm. didn't feel, you know, so lots of humility. Um, and then I got offered um, a part-time job with missions, which was amazing. And then a part-time uh, with CPLC. And so that was kind of my like foot in and I could give up the cleaning. I was also babysitting too, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Um, and then after that, I just kept, like, pushing to be, I, like, just so badly wanted the youth spot. Um, and so I just kind of waited and, like, actually applied for the job um, and was told twice no. Yeah. So um, that was really hard to swallow because I was like, okay, God, like, I don't understand. Like, I feel this. And it took a lot and I've there was a lot of humility in that and it's still been like a just kind of like as I'm here now and I work for um so my official title is um administrative assistant for CP youth and then um I'm the academy coordinator which we kind of go back and forth with like assistant coordinator um so I work directly with Pastor Bruce and it's great it's been um, a long road to get to kind of where I am. And um, it really has, due to like past with um, rejection and all that, I've really had to fight to like not feel like um, I'm not seen and not just like work to be seen, but mm -hmm. like, okay, God, like where do you want me? Yeah, I've had to like surrender, like, if it's not this job, okay, but like I need you to take care of my heart because I will be mortified if it's not. 
but like the job doesn't make me so finding my identity so it's just been like this long road um so I'm I'm here now and I'm super grateful like I say that all the time like no matter how hard the job is like I'm so blessed to be where I am um and when I say hard I mean like um mentally it can be just a lot you're dealing with you know other people and their emotions and um, on top of like the admin side of it so it's just been it's been a long road um but I'm like super grateful that I got here and I've learned so much through like who I've worked um with and through um but I just know that I don't know I you just know that there's still more because I still have more um to come like working like in me so it's yeah it's just been a lot but I'm I mean, I do love my job. I really do love my job. The journey was crazy, but the end goal was exactly what yeah. God was telling you. Yeah, but it doesn't even feel like it's the end. So, um, because I still have to, I still need to clearly know who I am in the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's, I'm not just CP youth assistant. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. Yeah, That's my job title. Mm-hmm. And I need to remember that. Like, who I am in Him. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, been a tug-of-war with me and the Lord. And yeah. just remembering, going back and remembering who I am that's in good. Him. So, yeah. Love it. That's real good. Yeah. Well, as Liv, as someone that has recently stepped into a position, yeah. how did you get here? Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot. And I that's know. a lot to not talk, but to think about after thinking about all that. Okay. Well, my name's Olivia. Um, I am newly in my position as CP kids events coordinator. So I work in kids ministry at Christ place. I've been here for, oh my gosh, like three years now, I think. Um, and as Reagan said, I was a student in the Academy. I just stepped out of that this semester coming into this job just because things aren't going to work all the way with that, but I'm about to graduate. Woo-hoo. I'm very Exciting. excited. Yeah. yeah. I graduated in May with a degree in humanitarian leadership. Um, so yeah, so I did the Academy for a year and a half and then I'll finish out my degree and then I'll continue with this job. But yeah, I guess in terms of me being at Christ place, it hasn't been that long, but I love it here and it's felt like mm-hmm. such a home. Um, my, the way that me and my family got here, so I'm the oldest of four, and so me and my entire family are at Christ Place, but um, getting here, we decided to do that because we were kind of looking for a new church. My mom had seen Christ Place on Facebook. She saw it in some Facebook group of like, oh, this is a really cool church, and so we decided to try it as we like, quote, church shopped. It was mm-hmm. the first church mm-hmm. we shopped at mm-hmm. the first weekend, and we have never left, so we're really grateful that some random Facebook post got mm-hmm. us here because I had never heard of it mm-hmm. either and we've been in Lincoln for long enough and I guess in the maybe like the church scene mm-hmm. long enough that I thought I would have heard about it but I hadn't um mm-hmm. so yeah I came before doing the academy so I did a little bit of time just kind of hanging out and like attending CP and that would have been right before COVID mm-hmm. I think we came in October of 2019 and COVID would have hit in March mm-hmm. um I was a student at Nebraska Wesleyan University, so I was planning to go into English teaching. That was kind of my idea, like high school. Um, and everything was good with my degree. Like I enjoyed my program and then it all kind of all kind of just like stopped underneath me for no reason. I wasn't really super sure, but um, I had heard about at the time it would have been CPLC from uh, someone who is, well, Amanda Hubble but would have been Amanda Holkren at the time. But she was talking about it in one of my education classes because she was an education major and was like, yeah, I go to Christ Place. This is a program I did. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, I noticed your CP sweatshirt. Like I started going there. So that kind of put a bug in my ear, but my mom had mentioned it a couple times. And so for some reason, like the Lord kind of put it on my heart and I randomly met, I had never met Pastor Bruce, who's over the Academy and over youth, but decided to meet up with him and talk to him. And he told me kind of what the Academy was going to be. He also told me that it was going to be a year until it started Mm -hmm. um, because of COVID, because of transition from CPLC to Academy. And I was like, I was okay with that, but we kind of talked about what the degree program was and what I would do. And somehow, even though I loved the degree program, I was in at Wesleyan, like I committed to it, like literally that day I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. They were like, well, have you, you've been enjoying what you're doing. I was like, yeah, I just think this is what I need to do, which was thinking of like what I wanted for myself. I wanted to do like a, a four year small school, get a teaching degree and like, go do that. I wanted it to be pretty cut and dry and it definitely wasn't, Mm -hmm. but committing to that, I think stepping over that line like the Lord was able to give me the strength to like endure time in that year um so Pastor Bruce encouraged me if I was going to do academy like I was going to be plugged in already so like why not get plugged in in the beginning so that's actually when I met Bree is I got plugged into youth that year um which oh I haven't even said this this is probably very important information I am engaged to Bree's son Ivan (laughs) so Bree is my I call her my mother in love right now but she will be my my mother-in-law in June so we are pretty connected in terms of family and just what we do in life and all the things but I actually met her before I met Ivan um, because at the time Ivan was attending school in Minnesota so yeah I had met Bree and kind of met Pastor Bruce and was doing the youth thing and serving and kind of similar to you Bree like I literally went to youth and was like this is for me not for the kids I guess and it was really convicting and it was really cool that like Mm -hmm. the Lord allowed that time to like work on my heart more than maybe like me working kids even Mm -hmm. though that still happened but um I remember like taking notes and sitting down and being like gosh like I'm getting fed like Mm -hmm. this is for me and so that year was more of it took some time for me to just kind of get my feet settled and so I did a semester of just working and that was hard because that was COVID time so it was all kind of a mess Mm -hmm. um And then the semester after that, I did some time at a community college to like get some credits rolling for North Central. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was living at home at that point. And then May, before I started the academy, I moved out um, and did a summer kind of on my own before I started school. And sometimes I regret that because it was not a good time. But at the same time, I know it's something in my story that the Lord just like really helped me grow from. But I was, I guess more on the testimony side I've always been a Christian like my family's I've grown up in the church um, which I'm really really grateful for my parents have always served and been involved in the church Um, but I think that's easy to take as like a I know the Lord but like do you really pursue him and know him Mm -hmm. Um, and I had chosen that as I was in college as I was at Wesleyan like and I, I tell people all the time like I very much I think I was kind of in chains to like what I thought a Christian needed to be Mm -hmm. like I never drank I never smoked like I went to a whole year of college and like never stepped in a college party like Mm -hmm. I really did the quote like Christian goody goody lifestyle Mm -hmm. which is which I'm really thankful that I didn't experience that but then coming into a time like right before I went to academy I was like you know what like this is the time to kind of like go down that road and the Lord I think as I was kind of like wrestling with him of like this is a whole year that I'm waiting to do this. Like I want to, I don't want to. And I just got really pulled into a temptation rut. And I had always um, just had some struggles with questions about like sexuality in the church and like how people felt about that. I had a lot of LGBTQ friends growing up. So it was really hard to like hear how it felt like the church's view was on that capital C church, like big church. Um, 
And so that was a place that was like hard in my heart. And I really struggled with my sexuality like for that summer and just kind of allowing that and giving into that. Um, I was in a place with a lot of like, I was doing a lot of crystals and tarot cards and like negative spiritual stuff. And I remember telling the Lord, like, I'm going to go to church because like, I'm probably going to go to school here, but like, I'm not going to invest here. Like I'm going to sit through a sermon, but I'm going to like, I'm going to have a hard heart because I need to know. And I remember telling him like, I'm going to choose to be a Christ follower because I want to, not because I feel like it's the right choice based on the culture that I've grown up in. Mm. Like I have to choose you because I want to. And so like, I'm going to test some things out and let you know if I want to come back. And I did not want to come back. I was very anti. I had a lot of hard conversations with my family um, that summer of like, they just felt like they didn't know who I was and it was really confusing and there was a lot going on. And I kind of told them I didn't want anything to do with church and kind of what was happening in my heart. Um, but Academy was going to start maybe like three weeks after that. And I had told my mom, I was like, I don't want to go. Like, I have no reason to want to go. Like I have no desire. And she said, she was like, you've committed so much time. Like there's no reason not to just like go into it. And I was super angry about that. I was like, but you know what? At some point, like that's really the only thing that got me here was like, I've committed so much time. Like why not step into it? And so I did. And I, I truly feel like all the chains that like I was in bondage to like, flew off so fast when I like walked in and decided to be an academy and I really feel like people say that like in their walk with the Lord that can be like five years 20 years where you don't come back to him and mine was only a few months but it felt like freaking forever (laughs) because I was so without him and I think I condensed like probably years worth of like suppressing and like not really following the Lord into only a few months. So it was a really bad few months of a lot of substance abuse and a lot of mental health crisis. And just, I was super lost. And so to be able to like, I really feel like I was in such a bad place. And then I turned around and was like, Oh, you were right there the whole time. Like, I don't know what I was thinking for this period of time. And it was, it was really hard for the people around me, like new friends I had made, but also like my family to see, I was good, I was like horribly dark, and then I was good. And right around that time when I started Academy, Ivan is also in Academy, and so that's when we met. And we started dating pretty quickly into the year, and so it was crazy. I went from like, thought I was gay, smoking all the time, to like, oh, like I got engaged, Ivan and I got engaged eight months after we started dating. So mm-hmm. like, we, I was engaged, like in a healthy, happy relationship, like good with my faith, wanted to work in the church. And my family was kind of like, whoa, like, <laughs> who's this girl? Like I really, and I've had to tell them, I'm like, I'm sorry, you guys, like I really took you on a roller coaster, (laughs) but just the emotions through all of that was really difficult. But, um, so I did that time in Academy and really the Lord just softened my heart. I took a lot of like times of pride and like where I had been in my walk was just like, I built all these things up of what I thought my life should look like and how I thought things should go. And the Lord really had me wreck those. So I really say that like my first year of Academy, maybe my first semester was like taking like the constructs that I had built up and tearing them down. Mm -hmm. And then I went into second semester, like really empty, like no passions, not sure what I wanted to do, like absolutely nothing. And I was just really confused. And, but the Lord had said, and like, I just felt in my heart and in my spirit that like I needed to tear those things down to like build new things up. Um, So I felt pretty empty. And one of those things that I had Um, that I did not like at that time was children. I really didn't. Um, Going through that period of stuff with my, with sexuality, that really put like a, put some negative feelings in my mind about like ever being a mom and ever having a family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
growing up as an oldest, like, I remember telling myself when I was, like, 12, I was, like, I'm done. Like, I've parented. Like, I'm done with this crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know where that came from. But on top of, like, just pain in my own life and just in my own heart, I just di- I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want to have a family. And being able to, like, come into the Lord in a new sense, I was able to, like, have a heart for kids and have a desire to have a family. Um, and also just, like, loving kids and youth like it showed me like a new heart towards that and then that summer for some reason I I don't know how this happened only the Lord but I we took a break from middle school ministry during the summer and for some reason I just blurted out to one of the kids ministry workers oh yeah do you need help like in k5 over the summer and I was like Olivia you hate children like what are you doing like especially elementary children like what are you doing with this um and I just didn't feel equipped like that I, I had no talent to be able to do that um which talent the fact that I was relying on talent is probably the issue in and of itself. But, um, I volunteered in there and every time the kids did worship for like those like 10 weeks, I cried like my whole, the whole time. And so the Lord really put a move in my heart on kids ministry, um, which was, it seemed really strange, especially. And I said that to my family and they were like, you never wanted to babysit. Like you didn't even want to be a mom. Like you don't like kids. I was like, I know, like God did some really cool stuff. So to be able to come from that place to then that job, opened up. I actually interned with Pastor Ashley in missions as well over the summer um, for school stuff. And being involved in CP in terms of like being on staff was super awesome and I loved it. And I don't think if I wouldn't have interned with Pastor Ashley, I don't think I would have had the confidence to take a part-time job here. I'm 21. I'm pretty young. And so to like put myself out on a limb and be like, yeah, you should, you should hire me just felt like real, felt really like just big and like I was puffing up my chest and I didn't want it to feel that way and so I prayed a lot to come into this position like really humbly and like Lord if this is the skill set that you have for me like I want to be here but if if not like I don't want to make it seem like I I need something that I'm not like supposed to take and I ended up getting hired and now being in this I absolutely love it like it's it's been so great so kids ministry has really done a big work in my heart but crazy to think that especially like not loving kids that mm-hmm. I'm here after all of that time yeah but, yeah the Lord had to do a major work in my heart for that yeah <laughs> that's really good yeah it's, it's always interesting to hear people like I relate to both sides of like I didn't grow up in a Christian household um I didn't like know God at all I knew of him and in like second grade I had said to my mom like hey will you take me to church randomly out of nowhere and so it's weird how like God can place just like seeds of something of yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm interested and there's this curiosity but then it completely transforms you yeah completely mm-hmm. like changes you and like no matter what like even if you do walk away for a couple months even if you are in like a hard lifestyle like mm-hmm. you do end up back here yeah it, which is can be crazy to me because I'm like I don't know how I got to where I am now in the span of like two years yeah like it's been completely insane mm-hmm. but um how has it, like, in leadership positions, how has your experience been positive, but have you also seen kind of negative sides of either, like, being a female in it or being, like, kind of under someone as, like, you're under Josh Liv and you're under Bruce Bree. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, kind of there's another person above you, mm-hmm. but, like, those are both males. Those are both in higher positions, mm-hmm. but has that affected kind of the way that you've experienced your leadership position? Um, I think for me, um, since the beginning, I've had this, um, like trust in Pastor Bruce Mm -hmm. that is, I can't explain it. Um, 
and I think that's where I almost um, I needed to be careful so it wasn't um, I don't know how to say that where I was just like in his shadow all the time um, I I really did have this desire to just um, like I want to be here and I want to take some of the weight off of his you know shoulders yeah. however that looks I felt this like desire to um protect him in whatever <clears throat> way that I I could or needed yeah. to but he's very strong he's been doing this for a lot of years so it was like that part of it would I mean it would feel intimidating you know mm-hmm. so but I was like I I just want to I want to be there so that I can kind of um help alleviate some of that um because of all the things he does mm-hmm. um he you know, like his opinion can be very strong and he comes very strong and that can be really intimidating. So for me, um, as a female, because of like parental issues, dad issues, um, submissive or, you know, like issues that I would, yes, that sort of stuff. I, that's where I would, I would struggle not in the I need to fight as a woman to like mm-hmm. be heard. It was more the cowery kind of like feel, um, like the dominance of that and where I need to like, where I need to sit mm-hmm. kind of thing and the pushback. And it was ultimately all fear though. Yeah. Um, not that he made me seem like I couldn't be heard, but like, was I willing to step out mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I have this. I have this idea, um, and then give like a little pushback if he mm-hmm. pushed back, you know, um, which he always, he always like was willing to hear my side. So it was really a me thing. Um, the, the males on staff have, I mean, from what I've been a part of mm-hmm. have been really great with yeah. females. Um, it's, it's, it's not that it's really hard like world says this Mm -hmm. you know church says this and kind of that the feminist kind of side of it you have to be really careful um I've just always had a because I've had issues in the past with like Mm -hmm. the um being submissive and what that looks like also being um like in a hispanic family like Mm -hmm. my husband's and then previous relationships um, like my role as a female. So I, I just had a negative, um, outlook on that and based off of experience as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't feel good, like being treated in the the right Mm -hmm. way and what being, um, submissive actually looks like the biblical way or the, um, the gracious way, the loving way. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of like the the harsher kind of yeah. like side of it that I think I had to be really careful what you know that's something like I think the Lord has well I had this like prayer time and one of my fears was submission that mm-hmm. was like one of my fears that we had to like pray through and I didn't realize like how strong or how big of an issue I had inside with it mm-hmm. and the pushback I would do um especially with my husband at work it seemed to be different Mm -hmm. it seemed to be right right. 
but I was comfortable at home. So mm-hmm. the pushback I would give Edwin in my role, um, I was, yeah, and still, like, you know, at times and walking a fine line, um, I was not nice. And, um, but it, like, there are other things that I think inside that I had to, like, I have to deal with. Yeah. Control and trust and just mm-hmm. all those things. So kind of looking inside as, you know, and what is the inside problem? Yeah, that's true. I think our church has been really good at, like, it's both. it's been humble on both sides. So mm-hmm. it's like Bruce is willing mm-hmm. to, like, own up to his faults or be able to be, like, super, like, he's my spiritual dad. Like, he's mm-hmm. very much caring and, like, mm-hmm. those sort of aspects. Mm-hmm. I feel like power can get to people's heads no matter the gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, word. like, yeah. hum- humbling yourself mm-hmm. to be able to step into the place that you're being called to do. Mm-hmm. Because you can't push yourself to be in a higher position. And I like the what Rick says where he's like, don't let my ministry outgrow my character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like thing. those sort of things where a lot of the men around us that are willing to mm-hmm. step into these positions are very good, like spiritual mentors and leaders mm-hmm. and being able to see like the women in um, different leadership positions mm-hmm. and like those sort of things. Like they have power, but mm-hmm. it's not this like overarching harshness. It's mm-hmm. like just yeah. like, a, like I have this strength mm-hmm. and I'm going to present this mm-hmm. and that's all it is. Yeah. So, how has it been working with, like, Josh and the other men that are, like, on your team working with, like, Anna, who's, like, directly beside you and yeah. those sort of things? Yeah. I think um, growing up, I went to a church that had, like, female leadership. Um, I lived in Omaha for, like, until I was, like, 12. And I don't really remember a ton, but my parents were, like, we went to a church that had female leadership. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But more in my, like, middle school, high school years, we went to churches that, at the time, like, I didn't see women on like Mm -hmm. in ministry roles besides women's uh women's ministry and worship and that was like specifically uh one church we attended that was kind of like I don't know if it was it what was actually allowed for Mm -hmm. women to be in or if it was an unspoken I don't know if it was a doctrine or not but that's what I was experiencing so I did grow up actually like kind of feeling like oh women like shouldn't be pastors like they can't really do that and um so coming to CP and seeing like Pastor Danette and Pastor Ashley and people that are not only um, like women leading, but women given leadership mm-hmm. titles, mm-hmm. I like kind of had to like take a step back and be like, oh, this like can actually happen. And like, it's, it's not just like a, because some people would say at some points it's a frou-frou, like super left leaning, yeah. like thing for women to be in church leadership. But to see that it wasn't done that way was really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing that I've taken most is like, Pastor Danette and Pastor Ashley both are awesome leaders, but, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really cool to see that it's not like a, oh, here's mm-hmm. Pastor Danette stepping on stage. She's our female pastor. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. feel that way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's a woman, and she's leading, and she's doing what God called her to do, and, like, don't – we don't have to look at it any deeper than that. And to know yeah. that they are respected and seen in that way was, like – to see it done that way was really, really cool because I agree with you, yeah. with like, the – there is something in like that the feminist movement and just the way that we talk about women that sometimes it's we elevate women to put men down and mm-hmm. we we talk about women to be able to like put ourselves up but it, it ultimately is like mm-hmm. women are awesome and, and men suck you know you hear girls yep. say that a lot of like all men are pigs or like mm-hmm. just those like phrases and I think it comes from this place of like our nature wants to like elevate ourselves and like step on other people mm-hmm. but just because like that's what we've at some points in history, like those things have happened, doesn't mean that like we have the right to do that. Right. And so I think I think CP does a really good job of like 
how do we how do we have women in ministry but not make the fact that they're a woman like the focal point but at the same time like we still do need to talk about it and experience that Mm -hmm. so I think that's really cool to see um and just working under pastor Ashley and being able to work under like a female pastor Mm -hmm. was really cool and really Mm -hmm. empowering and I've had some like one-on-ones with pastor Danette um as Ivan and I have been engaged and while we were dating kind of for some accountability stuff and just to be able to work with her and know she said and she like she's worked alongside like a lot of men but also like works alongside women and so it's cool Mm -hmm. to be able to hear those Mm -hmm. perspectives and their thoughts and yeah and to see them lead and help other men like have men on their teams at Mm -hmm. points and things like that it's just it's really empowering Mm -hmm. I think as a student um being under pastor Bruce Mm -hmm. as since he sits academy but also under Bree seeing his leadership um I think he does a great job and always makes me feel seen and heard I think as women we sometimes have this stereotype that there's like men are the super like loud vocal they're willing to share and women like can't or won't and so coming to a place of like what does it mean for me to like be a woman and be in leadership but not act like a man Mm -hmm. that's been really hard for me because in my head I'm like okay I should just do what men do and act like a man I'm I'm gonna be loud I'm gonna be intense but then that's where you get those stereotypes of like women being aggressive and Mm -hmm. women being domineering so being a like a woman under the authority of a man or like being over men it kind of doesn't matter being able to speak your mind and being like okay this is this is how I feel but I'm going to do this in like the way that God created me Mm -hmm. which is through submission but not I think taking the word submission I forget where where it is in the bible like what the actual quote is but but scripture asks us as women to submit to our husbands Mm -hmm. but asks husbands to like lay down their life for their wives if he's so it's to love your wife as you love or as god loved the church yeah Mm -hmm. which like so i i heard someone say it as like we aren't asking you to like submit wholly to like men who aren't submitting themselves to the lord Mm -hmm. or like for them to go unchecked in that and so i think it's important to Mm -hmm. to hear that but what submission means is yeah to like to submit to that but under the authority of the lord and to Mm -hmm. look into that but um yeah finding that place where i know how to share my thoughts and feelings without coming on to that like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stepping into like this masculine role I think I look back at like my previous relationships before Ivan and I were together and I was extremely domineering and dominating in all my relationships mm-hmm. like pulled them around like we're gonna do what I say like I run schedule like I, I do all of our things and mm-hmm. that was like really toxic and I think I I look back in my heart like as a female now being in a healthy happy relationship like I wanted to be cared for and like mm-hmm. be able to submit because yeah. like there's something in us as women that that does want sometimes like I just don't want to pick where we need to eat like just tell me where we're going (laughs) like it's gonna happen and it's gonna be fine and you know having that like desire for submission in in a healthy and positive way Mm -hmm. to be able to have that now like being with Ivan and then looking back at like what I what I hadn't done made me realize like what what true submission actually means Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and pastor josh is amazing and is a great leader he worked under pastor bruce and with brie for a long time so he's seen a lot of positive um i think a lot of positive examples and having he has an all-female like team so me and anna are on his like old cheney team and then having amanda she's not really on his team technically but is still in kids and she's still around so like working and at one point she was on our team so like Mm -hmm. working with three females and him being the the lead pastor of that and yeah, I think he does a fantastic job of, like, mm-hmm. allowing us to speak. He has a very gentle heart, so he's mm-hmm. able to, like, give room for us to, like, 
say the things that we need to say and open up about things and Mm. yeah like I never feel like dominated by Mm -hmm. him and that's made me really grateful to like be in my first my first quote big girl job my first leadership position in a church to be under someone that does it so well and so graciously not just with women but with people in general Mm -hmm. is so gracious has given me like a lot of I'm so glad that I have a positive framework like going forward in ministry you did hit on one of the topics that I wanted to go into which is um, oh I did Yes. yes, I did. So, First Corinthians 14, 34 through 35. Read I, it, Reagan. I just want to make it clear that this is, it's it could be taken out of context, so I did add context. But the verses are, women should be silent during church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. So the context of this is that it's called uh, a call to orderly worship. It's like yes. this section. And it talks about, like, um, people speaking in tongues and interpretation. It talks about, like, prophesying and, like, all of those things. And it it talks about how people shouldn't be overlapping speaking. No one should be yeah. interrupting. Mm-hmm. Those sort of things. But I want to hear your thoughts when it specifically says, like, you should be silent. Mm-hmm. Um where it says, like, you should ask your husband, like, when you get home, Mm -hmm. like, how could that as, like, even from my perspective, as, like, a 19-year-old, new, in quotations, new in the church, how Mm -hmm. could that be taken out of context? Because there is power to it, but it can be taken so poorly as well. So how would you, yeah, how would, like, what's your perspective on it? I think instantly you almost want to, like, roar, you know, like, yeah. But why can't I? Like, mm-hmm. don't I have enough, you know? Like, what is it about me? Because I'm female. Yep. Um, I think that in the times, we have to look at the times. Yep. Um, I personally also think husbands, okay, wait, men soften when they become husbands. Not all, mm-hmm. but a lot do. Mm-hmm. So when That's I so see... Cute. Pastor Rick, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Paul, you know, all the pastors that have, like, when you see Pastor Bruce see his wife mm-hmm. or talk about his wife, he's a, you know, a schmush. He literally, like, tears up. Yes. He's just like, I love her so much. Seeing what Miss Kelly has done, you know, mm-hmm. with Pastor Jonathan and him having girls, there is this, um, like, respect and honor and just something that they that they have and and do now with women. And I I personally think because they've been married, um they have amazing wives. They've gone through their stuff, I know. Mm-hmm. Um and they have some of them have daughters, you know. So, um I, I think Paul might have looked at it differently if he maybe had a wife. Mm-hmm. I just like <laughs> that softness, no, you know. It just and that's only personal, but you know, opinion I'd, I mean who knows but I think that he you know there was a lot of law in him mm-hmm. you know from before and granted he was a changed man and like the Lord changed him and um but he knew a lot of the law so he was very much like law and um so I think like at first yes you could just just take it yes yep. for what it is but I think if you kind of have to look at, like, mm-hmm. 
what are you trying to prove if you do that? Exactly. You know, so if I get, if I, well, as we say in my house, if I get all like butthurt about that, like specifically, um, I, I'm probably, I have like a heart thing going on about it. Mm-hmm. Um, being hurt, being in control, just, mm-hmm. and my own things that, yeah, I, I could rip yeah. that apart and rip the person apart and, and think these things. Um, so I, I guess you kind of have to look inward on, yep. like, would, yes, yep. and would I be okay if we went to a church meeting, Edwin sat next to me, and I had, I had to sit there, and I had to be quiet, and then trust him, because mm-hmm. that's what I need to do, trust him to say the things to get, you know, to get things out, and then trust him when we get home that I could ask him, mm-hmm. and I guess my hope would be that, like, he would be you know, a man uh, of grace and, mm-hmm. and love and kindness to where then he could explain things. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can be really emotional, you know, we can kind of act out in emotion. So would I want myself to like open up and blab things? I don't know if I trust myself to no, do that, yeah, you know, yeah. just because I'm, I can get so passionate. So I ultimately like, a part of it, I think, is, like, trusting, like, who, you know, your husband mm-hmm. or, or who you're with in there that it, it you know, that mm-hmm. they hear the things and hear you. Okay. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I really answered, but. Yeah. yeah. I just wrote a paper about this not that long ago because this was one of the, I forget what class they did it for. Oops, that's not very good. Um, but a paper on women in church leadership and something, I'll just read you the, like, section that I wrote and then some quotes from some people, but I thought was really interesting is I was looking for some articles and one that came up was Jesus and Paul on women, incomparable or compatible. And I was like, Oh, like we often will talk about Paul, but like we literally don't talk about Jesus, which is very interesting. So I'll just read you what is written. Um, Jesus and Paul and women incomparable or compatible by Todd still brings a vital idea to the stage about women in church leadership. Here's the quote. Uh, too often discussions on women in the church center only upon Paul and ignore the formative example of Jesus's attitude mm-hmm. towards and use of women in his own ministry. They often simply categorize Jesus and Paul as separate models and fail to note the very real correspondences which exist between the two. And then I wrote, he goes on to explain some of the specific passages used to refute affirming women in church leadership and portray to the reader that Paul is speaking in a cultural context rather than in a non-affirming mm-hmm. context. Many of these passages are epistles, meaning that they're letters to specific churches in specific contexts. And as still goes on to explain, he concludes with an important statement. And here's the last quote. It may, however, come as a surprise to some that Paul's calling of women and wives is to silence and submission is tempered, if not trumped or interpreted by his affirmation of mutuality and equality of women and wives in marriage and ministry. Paul's prohibitions and restrictions, I would contend, may be at most occasional exceptions to this general rule. As such, they are contextual, not continual. Time-bound troubleshooting, not timeless guidelines. A chapter in a book, but not the entire story. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really important as I like read and researched on this, is all the quotes that come out about like n- unaffirming women in ministry are specifically out of epistles. Most of them. I know Romans. Almost all. Uh, yeah. Most of them are. Um, but specifically like first Corinthians and like Paul is writing to mm-hmm. specific churches. So he's he's addressing specific problems. So if I was to like play this out in my mind of what that would look like in the church now, it's like okay, a group of 
a group of married people like having discussions and women are just like going off Mm -hmm. and going in these negative like well why don't you think this is what we're gonna do and like I feel this way and maybe very emotion driven and like out of context and at the end of the day like husbands are the head of the household and so to be able to like have those conversations in a way that is like honoring to them as well it sounds like the women weren't honoring their husbands Mm -hmm. and how they were speaking and honoring men in general um and authority so I think thinking of it more of like what did that look like like why would Paul have been writing that letter and to not take out like the very real the very real things that Paul did in his ministry which like he had women leading in his ministry like Priscilla and Aquila like those are common like Paul has a lot of women, not only that were like, he isn't like, oh, hey, this girl, but like people that he worked with and he valued in their ministry. So I think it's important to remember that like why things were written and how they were written. And I like how you brought it up, Reagan, is like what Paul was talking about and like he was specifically talking about during worship and having these conversations. And it sounds like these ladies might have had some like explosive mouth at some points. And at the end of the day, like that, what that submission what that submission looks like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean, like it said in that quote from Todd Still, like it's mm-hmm. time-bound troubleshooting, not a timeless guideline. It's a chapter in a book, but not the whole story. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the idea that we take like one section of the Bible and then we take literally Jesus's example of like loving and mm-hmm. having women in his ministry. And then we're like, nah, that's not how it works. You almost weigh them. You're mm-hmm. like, this one seems more powerful. You know, this one has more of an oomph to it. So you like pick a verse like I basically did and I'm like okay how could this out of context be completely distorted because if I were to look at this and be like okay I'm I'm being told to literally stay silent during a church meeting though silent is used when it's talking to people speaking in tongues when it's talking to people that are prophesying it's talking to people like all over the spectrum like don't run your mouth yeah like it's it's, more you're not supposed to interrupt people you're not supposed to interpret wrong like if you do not know what you are saying it says like if you don't know what you're interpreting don't say it Mm -hmm. like do not false prophesy basically and it's normally it's normally translated as like a temporary silence because it's saying just in church meetings it's saying just specifically within certain councils but it's also talking about the audience mainly it's saying like Mm -hmm. hey you guys are here to listen in general you guys are here to be quiet not just women but men in general as well like just all people like if you are in the audience if you are not the speaker if you're not speaking tongues prophesying if you're not like the preacher you know you're not supposed to be speaking over someone you're not supposed to be as Bree said speaking out of emotion you're not supposed to be speaking just out of context basically Mm -hmm. so it's referring generally to an audience rather than to specific people preaching Mm -hmm. or speaking to others yeah but that's good i think it can kind of get tied by the word submissive because Mm -hmm. people see that as such a negative Mm -hmm. like connotation to it sure Mm -hmm. because i mean if you you're like hey you're gonna be submissive to this person you're just like under all their power and authority and you're just like on your knees like begging for like just their power to be at least mm-hmm. good power mm-hmm. but like well, feel- people have taken advantage of exactly that. like yeah. throughout throughout the ages i mean you see in different cultures it's mm-hmm. like that you see and and so it's it's been used like as abuse yep mm-hmm. so there's just because of that like it's kind of generation after generation it's just 
it's looked so different Mm -hmm. and we have lost what that means and it's really hard as a female to like get back to that place but you really have to like you have to humble yourself and go before the Lord and just be like okay what is what is my issue with it Mm -hmm. and and kind of like getting real and raw with that Mm -hmm. what is my issue with it Paul is very he can be very you know outspoken and like to the point but I kind of wonder if he if he had found the woman in adultery and she was like there in front Mm -hmm. of all those you know the Pharisees and they were about to like what would he have done but Jesus is all love because he's all God and you know so there's just these different I don't I don't know like he's it's definitely hard just bigger yeah I don't know there's just something like Mm-hmm. different about him and submission yeah. always comes up as like how Brie how you had said um we are supposed to trust like our husbands mm-hmm. and like the men above us is because like that's their job is to love us the way that they love the church mm-hmm. or that god loved us and like the church mm-hmm. in general capital c church but um like it's insane for me to think that if you were to look at someone and be like you have to submit to this person right now and it's not someone that you, like, know. If you're stepping into a leadership position and you're not entirely sure that you know this person really well. I feel like on my on my side, if I were to just run in and be like, okay, I'm going to have to submit to this person, I feel like that can be a little bit harder because it's someone that you're not familiar with. You don't know their speech. You don't know anything about them. But it's not talking to people that are under leadership. It's talking to someone that is married to this person. Yeah. And so... you. You would expect they would know per- that person that well, so you would be willing to, or hopefully, or like Bree, how you said, you'd have to look inward to be able to submit to that person. Yeah. So, I just have an easier, mm-hmm. easier time doing it to like people of le- even if I didn't know really? them. Yeah, I, it's just then in marriage. You mean. Yes, it just seems mm-hmm. like it's what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I know it. It's. I'm called to do that, like, as a wife. Mm-hmm. It's been, if I was completely honest, such a struggle as a wife. Mm-hmm. Because he knows me through and through. So if I am not, if the trust is broken in stuff maybe I'm hanging on to in the past mm-hmm. that I feel not well taken care of, for me, that's where, like, yeah. we're on shaky ground when it mm-hmm. comes to, like, submission and... I think it and it goes back back to that trust and do I trust him with me mm-hmm. but do I trust the Lord yeah that mm-hmm. he's working through him and he's taking yeah. care of me and that so exactly. it's just like it's an overall like, when it comes to job table. it makes sense I know I have to do it mm-hmm. yeah but at home mm-hmm. there's a different level for me as a person that I have to really like I've got to I I, I have to work on and I think there's, like, I can speak on my side being like, oh, I feel like this will be easy, but I'm not the one in a relationship, and I'm not the one that walked from a non-Christ-centered mm-hmm. into yeah, one. that's also mm-hmm. That's what's also difficult yeah. and, like, different with that. Mm-hmm. Because you knew something, and you had to completely rewire all of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is what this was before, but this mm-hmm. is not what it can be. Right. Yeah. So you had to completely, like, re-stretch and mm-hmm. kind of re-tangle everything and... Mm-hmm. Then have to sort it all out. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Yeah. 
I think it's so interesting to hear you say that because I have like the opposite problem with submission, which mm-hmm. I don't think we talk about very often. And so it took me a while to like figure out that that's where I was at in my heart. But I think growing up in the church, no one ever said it to me, but I think I, after being in a, like some relationships where I did submission wrong, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it right. But I did it like way too right All to the point that. where like I, I had to have some conversations with Ivan where he was like, sometimes like I, I need you to like tell me like if I'm wrong, like you got to let me know. Like if you're hurt, like you have to say something. Mm-hmm. And so submission is not, not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I think I fell into that place for a while of like, I knew I didn't want to be domineering and boisterous mm-hmm. and like intense. So I went instead of like, okay, so like I'll be agreeable. I won't say anything. I'll be extra gracious. Yeah. And then I re- like, that was a, a wall of like resentment. And like as wives, as future wives, like we aren't called to like just let our husbands like act a fool if they're acting a fool or not say anything to them if like we are hurt or there's things that we see. Like if you look at like Acts 2, like women and men are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit comes down on Mm -hmm. all of us Mm -hmm. and we all have like we it's it's necessary for all of us to like correct each other in love Mm -hmm. so if I'm not like lovingly correcting Ivan like I'm not submitting properly Mm -hmm. and I thought like if I was silent like I was doing a good job like the quieter I was the Mm -hmm. better I was doing Mm -hmm. and Ivan has said he's his personality might tend more to like me being more quiet and him being more intense just because of who he is but that doesn't give me the right to never like correct him Mm -hmm. and we had some conversations where I think we also have done as women at some points like a disservice to men if we, if we let them do that mm-hmm. and I think in just who he is as a person I've noticed that it's taken um that it's it's hard for him to get correction because mm-hmm. I don't think people are willing to correct him very often mm-hmm. just because of the type of personality that he has but also like it's harder I think as women we feel that it is hard to yeah. correct men mm-hmm. or not correct them but to be like lovingly be like hey this just mm-hmm. isn't this just isn't it mm-hmm. and so I think as I fell more into that it's like you just get to control all the things well like as a wife that's just going to lead to like negative authority and like how are you going to then submit to that and it's Mm -hmm. it's this cycle so it took us a while into our like dating but I realized like okay I gotta I gotta be honest and it's it's hard but like like we do as women have like a loving like nurturing gentleness to us and sort of gently be like hey this just this doesn't feel good to me or I don't like how you're doing this or even just like if you've had a bad day like being able to be open and honest Mm -hmm. about those things Mm -hmm. and so it took me a while to get to that place but I think after doing it wrong for a long time I wanted to do it right and if we're not careful I think as a as a capital C church like we don't always call that out in women if they're the ones that are like not saying anything and they're like almost scared of their mm-hmm. spouse even if their spouse like wouldn't have done that to them you, we do it to ourselves yeah. too mm-hmm. and so like I had to take some accountability to be like like Ivan never made me do that like I did it to myself and so to have those conversations and realize like I sometimes mm-hmm. have to remind myself that I need to speak up and that I am an equal part in this relationship and so mm-hmm. if we go on the on the too intense side like negatively like as women like we won't have a voice and that can be a cultural thing but I realized for myself like it was an inside thing like I was doing it to Mm -hmm. to stay safe because at the end of the day then I don't have to share my opinions and I don't have to get hurt so in a way I was like controlling by being quiet instead of controlling by being loud and it's still like it was still a control thing Mm -hmm. and that's it's crazy to think that like not opening up like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like led to like me wanting to control yeah. our relationship looked like yeah that's good mm-hmm. yuck do you have another question and I feel like this one's a little bit more um it's not fun necessarily <laughs> but it's 
a little like interesting to me because there's the story of like Mary and Martha when mm-hmm. Jesus shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I always struggle to look inward and be like, okay, which one am I? What, <laughs> what, what would I do? Uh-huh. And okay, for those that are unfamiliar, because I know some people listening will be like, what are you talking about? Um, in Luke 10, specifically verses 38 through 41, Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem, I believe. And they came to Mary and Martha's home mm-hmm. where he entered. And Martha was like, yeah, come in, like for sure, like we're welcoming you in. And then she went and, like, prepared a dinner and was, like, cleaning and doing all this stuff. She was, like, serving him in that way. Yep. But then Mary sat at his feet and were just, was just, like, listening. And, like, yeah. mm-hmm. was, like, kind and just just there, you know, mm-hmm. with him. But Martha got, like, mad. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was, like, why, are, why aren't you, like, telling mm-hmm. her to do something? Mm-hmm. Like, tell her to, like, get up and yeah. do things. And he's, like, no, like, follow your sister and sit, like. Like, I'm just, I'm here, and you don't need to serve me like this. Yeah. But which one are you? <laughs> are you Mary or Martha? Well, we were kind of talking about this before, and she, like, asked, Liv asked me, and I was very, mm-hmm. like, I just yeah. know. I am so Martha mm-hmm. over and over. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I've been called out many times. Yeah. Like, secretly sent devos, you know, about, like, the Martha. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who did so, that to you? That's so funny. But it's so, at first, I yeah, I could get offended. And then, mm-hmm. but it is true. Yeah. And I think I do that as, like, because of old issues of just, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I get embarrassed to be yeah. in the spotlight. So it's just better if I keep busy and I'm going to serve, like, that's my way to kind of love you is mm-hmm. to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Where I think Martha overstepped and what I could not see myself doing is like saying to Jesus, Calling like, him. yeah, what, like, what, almost whining. Yeah, I knew because it would have brought attention to <laughs> me, and I, I couldn't do that. No. However, I would walk away bitter and resentful, which yeah. is not mm-hmm. good as well. Ooh. So, like, I, yeah, and Martha over and over, and I want to be mm-hmm. like Mary, like, just at ease sitting, you know. But I understood like where Martha was. Yeah. Like, she thought she was doing right, you know, by by him, and he's walking in the door, and you know who he is, you feel who he is, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Um, and Mary was, yeah, she was chill, yeah. and she, I personally think that you would totally be a Mary. Really? Yes. Thanks. I appreciate that. I think I that you have... would see and know and feel and just pause and sit. Aww. I don't know why. Thanks. But yeah. maybe like I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be the perception. Like I feel like yeah. you you're really good yeah. at like sitting and listening to people and like oh. doing that like your calmness to it. Yeah. But I can also see where you're like you're like here, let me help you with this. Like let me like yeah. jump in yeah. with you uh-huh. and like that's also so I can understand it as well. I think but. if I know people mm-hmm. here like want to hear if if they've like shown like they're talking to me and they they need that time, then yes, I can. Jesus is yeah. a completely different story. But if he's Jesus. not, like, locked eyes with me, and yeah. I know that's what I'm supposed to do, which is what I'm supposed to do every day, yeah. and I don't, you know, it's just that, like, but hold on, I I need to get these things done. Can yeah. I multitask with you? Oh, I would can try we, to you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I don't, I, I really don't pause and yeah. and sit before. Yeah. 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 What would you be? I don't know. I think 
it depends on the context of where I'm at, oh, which probably, is interesting, yeah. I feel That's like. True. Because in, like, my relationship, like I was saying, like, I tend to Martha, like, when I'm not feeling it. And that's not oh, a healthy thing. Okay. So, like, if I'm uh, we're going back to talking about control and, like, silence, I think um, my default mode, like, my sin mode in a way is, like, if I want things to go well and I want things to be smooth and like for other people to be pleased I'm just gonna get things done because then you can't be mad at me about anything Mm -hmm. so I think no one ever asked me to but like as a kid I was like okay like I know mom's had a long day like if I if I like clean stuff up and like Mm -hmm. things are good she comes home like she's gonna be so much happier and it's gonna be better like that's not serving to serve like that's serving to like not people be mad at you as well as like it's it's trying to earn love like working Mm -hmm. to get things um, and I think in, like, in relationship or in friendship, honestly, in any close, like, relationship in my life, if I feel like things are off, like, I'll just fix things on yep. my end to, to make mm-hmm. sure it's good. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I'm not careful at times, like, I can, I can do that with the Lord. Like, let, like, I told you I was going to do this Bible study and I just didn't, like, let me do it. But, like, my heart's not in it. I just yeah. want to, like, tell him that it's I did and, yeah. like, show him that I have. Um, but I think in the last couple years, I've grown a lot in that. Um, specifically like in quiet time with the Lord, like I'm a lot more willing now to like drop things and just like spend time with him mm-hmm. or be like, you know what? I can't like, I was at work a couple weeks ago and I was like, I cannot do this. I am, I was dissociating. I was having a bad day. I was not feeling it. And I just took an hour and like went and spent some time with the Lord and like walked away from my work. And like, I was okay with that mm-hmm. because I knew like I wouldn't be able to do my best work and be healthy if like I wasn't healthy before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten to a place where like I can do those rhythms, but more in my own life, like when it doesn't really affect anybody, it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to do that when like, I feel like other people will see if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I didn't tell anybody, I just went and did that. Um, so when it starts affecting other people, as in like if Jesus was there and like things aren't a, are, aren't all together, I would probably freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would probably Martha for a little while and like get all cleaned up and then be like, okay, now I'm going to go sit. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the tendency I have is to like make things as good as they can be, but like know where the priority is. But I definitely am not like through and through Mary. And I think, I don't think anyone is. At the end of the day, I don't think anyone can be like no. would come into this conversation and be like, I'm totally married. Like I'm not even Martha at all. Like I think that's yeah. really hard. Like we all have yeah. some Martha unless you had this like us. amazing experience to where you knew, 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 and it just like yeah. Then I could say yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's also the fact that I'm a warning person. Like I could see myself being married if he texted me 20 minutes before and was like, Hey, I'm gonna be over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I like Jesus cleaned everything and then way. I was like, Okay, now we can sit because I did it beforehand. That's yeah. good. And I, I do, like, Bible studies and stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I have this plan, but I set it for, like, 6.15, because then I have 15 minutes, like, after I'm done at work, and I'm just going to pick yeah. up a little bit, and then, like, get a check, like, a checkbox thing off, and yeah. then I'm, like, good. I feel like I just do it all the time. Yeah. But, I don't know. The I crazy like things good. that we do. Yeah. Right. And I feel like there can be positives to, like, being a Martha, in the sense of, like, if you have a servant's heart, but not in certain instances like this, yeah. you know? And what does it mean to serve? Like, was Martha serving because she was like, Jesus needs this food? Like, yeah. Jesus needs a clean house? Or was she, like, trying to look good for Jesus? Like, Literally. those are yeah. different. And I think I've definitely felt that. Yeah. I, I don't think life. I missed that. I think, yeah, I completely didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, the works of it. Yeah. 
And because serving's not bad. No, it's like, like she, the heart her posture. heart was like she yeah. thought she was right. What her her issue was that she just wasn't doing it in the right heart posture. Mm-hmm. Like Dang. her acts aren't wrong. Like you don't have to be mad. I'm like, like, is you that what I do? I mean, I'm I can. Well, okay, on my own, I can openly admit, yes, I have a works problem. Like I know that, like mm. I work, like for love and mm. for um, if I do this, then they're gonna love me yep. more. Or you know, I'm yeah. But in that story itself, I can easily say, oh, yeah, I'm a Martha. But when it's, where was her heart? And in that, the worst part, I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. (laughs) I was called out, and I didn't realize I was called out, and now I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what's always fun about this. Something called you like I know. For a reason, I guess. Okay. That's I want to so I want to close with a question, which is just your own oh, no. personal like if you've studied one of the women in the Bible or yeah. are empowered by one, like who did you find the most impactful or influential? Mm. Can I name a Can I name a man, but also a woman too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to name a man only because like he really speaks to me. Okay. I love David I love to read the Psalms I think because as a woman like he speaks to that emotional heart a little bit so obviously David's not a woman but like that speaks no that but like that like how he how he writes speaks to me because the way he pours out like I love that David writes like God I hate you you are horrible and I can't I can't stand my life like I would I would rather almost die at some points than be doing Mm -hmm. what I'm doing because that honesty I think like we're talking about like as women sometimes we feel like we can't open up about those things I heard some like I forget what the specific term is but they were talking about the idea that women have all these things that they do whether it's in marriages Mm -hmm. or in their home that are unspoken Mm -hmm. so they were talking about the idea that okay on Thanksgiving like Mm -hmm. this isn't typical in all households but like you see maybe the Maybe the wife is like the host of the house, yeah. and you you realize all the all the grandmas, all the young girls come and help clean up the kitchen because mm-hmm. they know it's an unspoken that like women have things to do mm-hmm. and men might be hanging out. It's not like that in all houses. I think there can be health in that way, mm-hmm. but this idea that like we we kind of shut things down because there's unspoken of like who we need to be and what we need mm-hmm. to get done. So the idea that like J- David could get so upset and just be like, Lord, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I can't stand this. Yeah. I sometimes struggle to get to the place where I'm like, God, I'm really mad at you. And mm-hmm. so to see that honesty in David, I think is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But as a woman in the Bible, because I want to empower them because they're pretty cool too. Yes. Um, I love Ruth. I've oh read that yes. a bajillion times. What I love about Ruth is she was bold, but she wasn't annoying. Like she, I, I see Ruth in the way that like, <laughs> this is funny. When Ivan and I started dating, I was like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. Like, I want this guy. <laughs> but I was, I was a little annoying about it. I'm not going to lie. If I would have been ideal, persistent. I would, I was very persistent. But if I was ideal, I would have been like Ruth in that way of like, no, like this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to show you because mm-hmm. of who I am in the Lord and like who, where my yeah. heart is. And Ruth was like so honest and sincere about her heart posture and mm-hmm. like that she wanted to serve the Lord, that she was able to come to this place to be like, this is who I am. Yeah. Like, love me because you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he saw her heart in the Lord mm-hmm. and to just see that she was, she was so bold, but she also cared for so many people around her, cared for her family, like mm-hmm. cared for Boaz, like was able to, I don't know. She had this, this servant's heart, but not in a way that put herself down. Mm -hmm. And she was honest about what she wanted without like it taking away from other people. And so this, like this, as women, we can lead like in 
like and sometimes in silence without realizing it but she did it in a way that like there was silence but there was also so much boldness to it Mm -hmm. that I'm like dang something that I've been trying to work on the last couple years is gentleness and that like in like what does it mean to be gentle but not like silent Mm -hmm. and I think Ruth does that really well that's good yeah there's three that like kind of stick out Mm -hmm. um but they're not because of I don't know maybe it's because I well a lot of it is because I've had like a rough past of my own choosing and Mm -hmm. then not of my choosing um but the woman at the well like Mm -hmm. stands out big I think it's because sitting in silence and knowing like all your stuff and your shame and like I have a a hard time with the fact I've said it to multiple like females in my life that have been there multiple maybe two um (laughs) that I sadly will say like I wish that I didn't choose the bad things that I did when it's done to you you didn't have a choice Uh. but it sin feels different when or that Mm -hmm. that that junk feels different when you've chosen to do it. Yeah. And a lot of my stuff I chose to do. Mm-hmm. So when he, like, Jesus calls her out in that, but in a way that's like, I don't know if you've watched um, The Chosen, when in that scene. Yeah, so good. It's the heart that how he does that is ridiculous. Yeah. And it was a matter of, like, she continued to do these things, and he called her out in this way of, um, like, it's not okay. You know, I, I see. And the reasons behind when he's telling her, mm-hmm. you know, we see, we read it in the Bible. And it's a very, like, this is what happened. And, but you kind of wonder if there was, like, yeah. other, like, other things in it. So when, when I hear it or when I watched it in The Chosen, I was like, oh, I wonder if he explained. Like, if he called those things out, like, I know why you didn't yep. with this guy. And I know why you said no to this guy. And um, that was, like, huge for me because yeah. of the things that I've chosen in my life. And um, But he still, still, you know, sees and loves me in that. Mm-hmm. And then Hagar, and mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's, it's the seen part. Um, due to, like, the abandonment and rejection um, that I faced when I was young, um, I think that whole me being seen um, it has has been huge in my life. So when she runs out, you know, and she's like trying to get away from this abuse, and then she feels like she was seen, mm-hmm. um, that is, it, it was, I don't know, big to me. It wasn't like any just kind of, it, it just felt... Um, like he took the time he he stepped out and he took the time to like come to these women and say like I like I see you mm-hmm. even if what you're choosing is not okay even if like you're you're upset because yes what what she was doing wasn't okay mm-hmm. you know your master wasn't doing like good for you um but like he paused and he went to them and mm-hmm. um so I don't know it was just a big moment not that I, I think just being seen and that he he went there with those women who maybe didn't make right choices, but yeah, mm-hmm. he was there and saw them. So yeah. those are two. Did I say three? I don't know. Was it? You said two. I said two. Yeah. Okay, good. Mine was also Ruth. Mm. I love Ruth. Mm-hmm. Like, with all my heart. Um, m- mainly because of her boldness, like that sort of, like, courage that she has, because I don't have that. 
um, in the sense that I want to know, like, I want to confidently know, like, I want this and I deserve it too. Mm -hmm. Like, that sort of thing in my own brain of, like, the confidence of the Lord is going to provide this Mm -hmm. for me. But also because, like, when she married Boaz, like, it directly is the line of, Mm -hmm. like, the Messiah, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's directly the line. And if she wouldn't have, like, like, gone and been independent and, like, gone, I think she went to, like, go get food or something, didn't she? Or, like, grain or something? Yeah, she went to the threshing floor. And Mm -hmm. she, like, met Boaz and that directly affected the line. And, like, that, to me, was a huge, almost uplift in the sense that, like, God knows exactly what you're gonna like what is gonna happen yeah. like that is such a confidence in that of like it's it's just it's gonna fall into place and you don't have to worry about it because I don't think she expected that you know like she literally was going to provide and then like go get something and then that's all can I pause you for a minute yeah. so we look at Ruth as like being bold and doing these things however mm-hmm. Naomi was directing her through it that's there true. was a that's lot true. of trust that's true that had to so Although, like, my my point of saying that is, mm-hmm. you may not feel like you have that, but, like, she was, like, here, like, do these things, mm-hmm. you know, lovingly, like, mm-hmm. go and do this. And then she trusted and, t- and yeah. walked, yeah. which is, if you listen to the Spirit, He's going to tell you, sure. do these things. And we trust and we walk. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to hang on to, I want to, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just need to, like, kind of pause and say, like, okay, like, I need to redirect. I I need to trust you and and how you lead me. Because that's what she did. And so you are bold. You you are both, like, very bold. (laughs) And you do these things. It's just maybe seeing, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just where your your trust lies and kind of, like, pausing and, and listening a little more. That's real good so many lessons i swear <laughs> like growth on my part thank you mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think that's that's it i just wanted to talk to you guys about those things because you guys are both like influential women in my life i mean you're not in the bible so i couldn't talk about <laughs> good you. i don't need to but, be. <laughs> but you're both influential and very like powerful in the way that we talked about and like the mm-hmm. way of like i have this stance in the growth areas you're humble like those sort of things which are both what i desire so thanks really good guys thanks um we're gonna pray and then we're gonna head out this is a really good episode thanks for inviting us this one lord we just thank you for this episode lord that we have the opportunity God, that we were able to sit in the same room at the same time with each other and be Mm -hmm. open and kind to each other and just grow with each other, Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thank you for everyone that's going to listen to this and grow. Just, Lord, I pray over just us three and Mm -hmm. the people that are going to be listening, Mm -hmm. Lord, that you will just divinely intervene and Mm -hmm. give us the confidence and give us the strength, Lord, that we always just ask for from the women in the Bible, from the men in the Bible, Mm -hmm. Lord, just the influences that we see. Um, within the stories, God, I just thank you for these two women, Lord, that they have stepped into a position that has allowed them to lead and to be able to grow, and you have set them here, God, that you have placed this in their heart, and I just love you for it, and I love them, and I thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.